Hey, what is cooking, everyone? It is scriptwriter Steve, right here, podcasting from you, live from Hawaii. Well, I guess it's not live, because by the time you listen to this, I'll be fast asleep. Well, today is Friday, April 2nd, 2021. Just in case you missed an April Fool's with yesterday, I stayed home and barbecued, so I didn't get food at all. And guess what time it is, everyone? 2.08 a.m., yep, another late-night podcast, and I have something that I want to get off my mind. So, how was your day on Thursday? I'm sure a lot of you did the, did the whole rat race, went to work. I didn't have any work yesterday. It was great. Well, I had some work, but then I, uh, I had to just answer emails and um, you know talk to a few wedding couples here and there, and uh, also tap out a few stories um, that I still have yet to finish. But those stories are an ongoing project, so it's really not due anytime soon, which is great. And um, that's all I did. Plus, I did all of that while I barbecued some pork ribs, some pork spare ribs for myself. And no party whatsoever, just for myself. And I did this um, kind of at the spur of the last moment. I also uh, smoked the salmon, which was great. Uh, I did a little dry brine on the salmon and tried that out. Um, I guess I've been, I've been doing the dry brine on the salmon uh, ever since I started smoking in the offset, usually I do a wet brine, and this is when you kind of soak it in for myself in a salt water, uh, a salt water brine overnight. And uh, you know, I I just don't want to do the salt water brine because I'm lazy. And and now I figured out I'll just dry brine it, and it comes out pretty darn good. I think it'll come out a little better if I would do a wet brine. And uh, but. Hey, you know what? I want that. I want to eat that salmon right away. And I'm too tired to, you know, I'm too impatient, not tired. I'm too impatient to work to, I guess, I guess to set my brine 24 hours before I want to barbecue, especially when, especially when it comes to bar, barbecuing a salmon. All right. And by the way, uh, when I did my pork spare ribs today, I ran out of um, apple cider vinegar. Now, if anyone who knows anything about barbecuing is that you you really want to spray down your barbecue uh, ribs or brisket or shoulder or anything, even your salmon, with uh, uh, I guess apple cider water brine. Uh, I'm sorry, not a brine, brine apple cider water mixture, and you want to spray it down every thirty minutes after the first maybe three or four hours, and this is to actually uh, I guess help help your um, your meat, uh, I guess the fat for to reduce number one, and also to help it actually absorb um, some of that, I guess some of that smoke flavor, and also the apple cider. I guess the the sourness of the apple cider vinegar it cuts down on the burnt um, charcoal flavor uh, that smoke may actually add to your meat accidentally, or dirty smoke may actually add to it, and that's why you use apple cider vinegar because it, it does cut that down tremendously. Um, I didn't use that much apple cider today. My, I cut mine I, because I had I was just using what I had left over from last week's uh, barbecue, so I put more water into there, and uh, that really you know the 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 short ribs turned out okay. It could have turned out better. Um, you know, the people who ate it didn't see any difference. I did. And I did taste a hint of bitterness from a little smoke being a little too dirty. So 
Only I could taste it, right? Because I know how it should taste. But other, other than that, my customers or quote unquote, my, my barbecue eating fan club, right? <laughs> whenever, whenever you barbecue, whenever you barbecue, you have a fan club who loves to come over and just eat your food. Um, whenever you say, Hey, I have a barbecue. Hey, come over, eat my food. And they'll come over and eat it. Right. So anyway, that's what I did yesterday. And, uh, but while I was doing that, I was answering emails and doing all the other things. And then on the television I had playing, uh, <laughs> they had the, the George Floyd uh, court TV lawyers just doing their thing and commentating. And man, do I have to tell you, those lawyers just triggered me. So uh, have I been watching the George Floyd case? Not really. In fact, not at all. Because it doesn't interest me. Not at all. I mean, I'm, I am not interested whatsoever because I know the truth. But unfortunately, when it comes to the truth, our legal system never seems to side with it or even try to find it. I hate to say that. I mean, okay, maybe I, I'm saying it, you know, a little bit too, I, maybe I, maybe I, I exaggerated it a little, little, you know, so um, it does find the truth. But I think with high profile cases, such as this one, and maybe even a handful of, uh, I guess, lawsuits that are, I guess, class action lawsuits. A lot of times, the truth isn't found in a courtroom. It never is. Oh, I, I said never is, but most of the time, I find that it mostly never is. Well, why don't we use that word? Because I hate to use absolutes when it comes to this, right? So I want to talk about this. I'm not sure if you're interested in my opinion about George Floyd, but I do have an opinion I would love to share with you if you stick around. So I have to cut the commercial, and then when I get back, of course, I'll get straight into this. All right, people? So here's the commercial. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S, that's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So, look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So, visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. Okay, everyone, are you back from the commercial break? So I uh, picked some very somber music for us to talk about George Floyd's uh, case right here. You know, it's a very serious case, you know, and what happened to George Floyd is not a good thing. I mean, he should be out and running about. He should have the opportunity to turn around his life. I don't like at all what happened to him. And I wish Derek Chauvin would have not done that to him. 
But we have some serious questions that we have to ask ourselves. We have to take our agenda, our hate, our anger that we have against Derek Chauvin and put it to the side and think about whether or not he is guilty of murder. You don't forget, he is innocent until proven guilty. All right? He is innocent until proven guilty. The worst person in the world in this country is innocent until proven guilty. And we have to give him that benefit of the doubt. All right? Now, when I first, um, again, when I first saw this whole video of George Floyd being killed, you know, I was just like you. Again, I, in, in the first part of my, my first segment, I told you I had reacted just like you. And uh, maybe, you, maybe not just like you, because you know, all of you had reacted differently. But there was a part of me that said, there must be more to the story. And when the body cam footage was released, it told the entire story, the entire death of George Floyd in context. Now, the death of George Floyd, it didn't make the death of George Floyd any easier to watch at all in, on this body cam. Not at all. It was still very painful. Because... Yeah, I wish these cops would have exercised some, I guess, some degree of human emotion in there. And I think that is the problem with, you know, people with, you know, very big egos, uh, I guess, who, who are in you know, positions of power. And sometimes they, when they're not at their best, stupid things like this happen. And, and that's what I really think it is. I don't think Derek Chauvin, or Shaven or whatever he, his name is, I'm just going to call him Derek, okay? I'm not trying to, when I, when I call him Derek, I'm not trying to, you know, make him into any other light, okay? It's, it's just because I have, no, I have no idea how to say his last name. It's Shaven, Chauvin, I don't care, all right? But, you know, do I think that he, he went in there on May 25th, 2020, that's when all this happened, with a pre- meditated intention to go looking for, to murder a black man because Derek was a white supremacist. Now, I don't think so. I really don't think so. And I don't just say that out of emotion or, to, or someone to be difficult. I say this because the prosecution has not presented evidence, number one, that Derek is a white supremacist. He does not belong to any hate group. I'm not sure what his political affiliation is. I'm not sure if, he, if he's a Trump supporter. We don't know about those things, right? The, the uh, prosecution team has not even brought that up. They're not even telling us that or using that word white supremacist in there. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people who are, who are uh, professional commentators or pundits on the on court TV, on Fox News, on CNN, are calling Derek a white supremacist, even though they have no proof whatsoever. All they know is that he's a white cop who killed a black criminal. That's it. So that automatically, in their eyes, makes him a white supremacist, right? Like how every Trump supporter is a white supremacist and how Donald Trump is a white supremacist and how myself, I am also a white supremacist to a lot of people on Facebook until they saw my picture. Because again, I have the last name Young and they all think I'm white when I am a 100% Chinese. So now there's also 
there's not clear evidence of of asphyxiation, not whatsoever. Okay? Not whatsoever. And here's the very interesting thing that I I have. Is that, so my background, you know, I have a very colorful background. I've done a lot of things. I've also trained in martial arts. Um, you know, part of it, I was trained by my father. And part of it, I trained myself with all of my friends. We would do all of these different, everything from judo to kung fu to um, karate. We learned all of these things. We're practicing on each other, on ourselves in, um, in, in high school. And we were pretty good at learning all different choke methods. Um, some of my friends were black belt um, judo guys. And man, they could choke. These little guys could choke me out in like, it felt like less than a second. Now, they never choked me out where I completely knocked out. But they put me in these choke codes where literally you feel that pressure of their blade on their forearm. And man, it is scary. It is really scary when someone knows how to choke you out. Someone who is trained to choke you out actually decides to choke you out. You just can lose consciousness within a few seconds and maybe even less than that. It doesn't take you long to actually, I guess, get choked out. Now, it took, it took George Floyd nine minutes and 25 seconds to actually die. Now, that's a long time. Now, I will tell you that most cops out there, they're trained to choke you out. They're trained in all different types of martial arts, and many of them are enrolled in martial arts, so they know a lot more choke, you know, choke methods than, than what they learn in the academy. But for the most part, they know how to apply the right pressure in the right area, areas and how to choke people out. And again, there is a technique um, that is used in many police departments to put their knee over the back of someone's neck or on the side of someone's neck and to apply some pressure, some pressure to actually subdue this person. And if they apply enough weight, they will kill them, all right? But it will take, you know, some pretty good pressure with intentional weight, all right? Now, my question is that if Derek Chauvin, Chauvin or whatever, Derek, wanted to kill George Floyd, why did not why did didn't he apply full pressure to his neck just from the from the very beginning? Why did he have to wait him wait for nine minutes and twenty five seconds? You know why did it take him that long to kill him? He could have had it done in, in five seconds if he really wanted to. And here's the other thing: for the fact that George Floyd could speak, you know, it really means that he wasn't choking. Now there was another um I guess there was another guy who did an autopsy on um on um on George Floyd. He's a very famous guy. And he he actually said some very interesting things. He said that neck compression uh, affected the blood flow to the brain. Okay? And that's also true. That's what it does, okay? When you choke someone. And being able to able to speak does not mean that someone is able to breathe. Okay? So here so what he's saying is that just because George Floyd could speak doesn't mean he wasn't being choked out. Um, <laughs> when you're getting choked out, choked out, you don't have time to speak. If Derek was applying that choke hold, that choke, I guess, I'm not sure what you what you would call it here, but that choke position, you, you know what I'm talking about. If you would have, if he would have wanted to apply it properly, and which he was, <laughs> George Floyd would not have the opportunity to speak whatsoever. You know, I've had that same move applied to me from a guy who was very much lighter. And man, it doesn't take you, 
it doesn't take you very long. It takes you maybe about, again, two, three seconds, and you're out, all right? George Floyd had nine minutes and 25 seconds. So that part kind of bothers me, um, that narrative that he was actually choked out from that knee. I don't think so. Now, did it contribute to his death? I do think it did contribute a little to his death, and here's why. So the original autopsy report, it said the following. So Floyd's heart stopped while he was being restrained, and that his death was a homicide caused by a heart, I guess, a, a heart attack complicated by restraint and neck compression and also fentanyl, fentanyl intoxication and recent drug use, right, which may have increased the likelihood of death. So that's what they wrote. So, um, so George Floyd, he was high on drugs. It's really simple as that. Now, here's the really interesting thing that I think a lot of us don't, a lot of us didn't know, is that when the original body cams were released, um, it showed George Floyd saying, I can't breathe while he was seated in the back of a cop's SUV. So when a person is undergoing like a heart attack or when you know he starts getting a heart attack, he actually says, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Um, you know, there's uh, my uncle before he died of a massive heart attack. The last thing he said to my grandmother was actually, I can't breathe. And then he fell over my grandmother. And, um, and, and it's, it's, I hear it all the time. You know, that's one of the main things, again, when someone has a heart attack. And with George Floyd having a heart attack in this SUV, I think he was. Now, that's what my intuition says, right? I can't prove that. And then after that, Floyd said, you know, he has to lay down. I'm going down. And he took himself to the ground. All right. So, and this is when the pressure on, I guess, the other cop is brought in because I guess Derek was brought in from his uh, other, I guess, the other cops because George Floyd was being very, very difficult. So that's what I remember. That's what I, that's what I saw on the police camps. Now, I, I have to ask you, you know, what line was crossed here? Was it actually murder, right? Was it actually, actually murder? Or was it manslaughter? I think it's a lot more likely manslaughter and not murder, all right? So that's my opinion on that. And the, when I'm watching, I guess, some of the case or some of the, the clips that are appearing on TV, what I guess, I guess what the prosecution is arguing is not taking me beyond a reasonable doubt that Derek is still innocent. Now, I'm not sure about you. Again, I've, I've taken, you know, when I look at this case, I, I've, I've taken all my anger away from it. I'm trying to be objectional, right? And, I, and I'm trying to, my best to, to not complicate or overthink my brain or to actually screen right in my brain to think that here's what could have happened, here's what did happen or, or anything like that, Right? I'm just trying to go on the facts of the case and also my personal experiences, which again, we're not hearing from the defense yet, right? But so far, the case that they're, that they're arguing, it's very weak. It's extremely weak. So I, I had this interesting conversation with someone on Facebook who's a lawyer, 
And again, he is, you know, doing his, you know, Facebook commenting on, um, on, uh, I guess this, this case. And, uh, and he says that, um, he, he says that, uh, uh, when, 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 um, hold on a second. I'm trying to rephrase this really good. I'm, he said when George Floyd, when, not George Floyd, when Derek showed up to, when Derek showed up to the scene of the crime, when he put his knee on top of George Floyd's neck, and that second, he established intent. And that, that's when he decided to become a murderer. And in this case, he said, George Floyd, or not George Floyd, um, Derek did this because he's a narcissist and he's also a psychopath. Now, here's my argument, and I think I've said this more than once. And I think lawyers only, knew, only know two types of personality types. I think they only know, you know, a narcissist or a psychopath. I mean, if you ever hear them, they'll either say, this person's a narcissist and he's also a psychopath or one or the other. Sometimes I wish they would study human behavior a bit more closely because they keep trying to play an armchair psychologist. I mean, you would think they would try to do that, right? So anyway, I start engaging in basically a Facebook comment war with this lawyer who is a lot smarter than me. So again, he told me, he tells me about the whole intent thing and everything like that. And he says again, the second he put, the, se- the second Derek put his knee on George Floyd's neck, that was intent. So I said, okay, fine. So what is his intent? And the lawyer said to kill, of course. His, his motivation is to kill. So I said, okay, fine. So the motivation or intent is to kill. So his intent is to kill. That's it. Right. So what is his true intent? Right. And he says, and then he tells me, you need to go back to school. The lawyer told me that you need to go back. That was his response. So I then responded. So I wrote, oh, so Derek killed George Floyd because I have to go back to school. So again, I asked him, what was his intent? And then the lawyer answered, I'm a lawyer. I said he had intent and I went to law school. So again, this, this lawyer argued. He, he had intent, Derek had intent because this lawyer went to law school. Now, <laughs> I'm just being a little, you know, kind of a, you know, a little ass with this lawyer, of course, right? But I'm trying to get under his skin because he doesn't know anything about personal behavior. We all have intentions. You know, we call them agendas. And for the most part, these intentions are all driven by fears, all right? And identifying those fears will give us, always give us a better understanding what is behind one's intention, the motivations. So, you know, we, could, we have to ask ourselves, you know, pretty, pretty clearly, you know, was Derek motivated by a fear of black men? You know, that could be an intention. He had a fear of black men. That's why he killed one, right? That would be, that would be feasible. Um, did he want to look good in front of these rookies and in front of those filming him? Maybe. Maybe he was all about image. So he, that, that could have been also a motivation for intention. Um, did he believe he was serving the greater good by kneeling on his neck and doing his job, right? Or was he just following police protocol and his intentions had no ill will at all? All right? And yes, it should get that deep. 
But again, Mr. Facebook lawyer here, like many lawyers out there who try to craft stories, can't do so without writing plot holes into their arguments because they have no understanding of personality behavior. None whatsoever. <laughs> you know, again, I was being a butthead to this guy. And uh, I, whatever I said right there, I kind of told him right there on the, in public. And he, when I told him all of that, he deleted that entire thread basically because it made him look like an idiot. Now, whatever he was saying was also being echoed, you know, on the, I guess, on, this, on, on the television screen. Because when you hear lawyers out there, that's all they talk about. They, they talk about intent as like it's, it's a, a simple singularity. No, intent, there is so many reasons why a person has an intent or an agenda. And it's more than just what I listed, okay? If I have an intent on talking to you or an, or an intent to doing a podcast, I can list maybe about four or five different reasons why, what my intent is or what's behind that intent. So just because someone has intent doesn't necessarily mean it's actually murder. Because you, you can actually have an intent of just doing your job, and in that case, it would be manslaughter. <laughs> so in my opinion, if the prosecution keeps pushing murder, first-degree murder specifically, it looks as though Derek is going to walk away scot-free and clean. And more than likely, we're going to see cities burn unfortunately. I wonder if we'll see cities burn no matter what the, the verdict is. You know, I think that's really interesting. And, and I think what's also very interesting is that what Joe Biden would do, President Joe Biden, I'm sorry about that, what President Joe Biden would do when the cities start to burn. I mean, that would be really interesting, right? Now, for myself, my personal opinion, on, on this, is that, you know, for me, the, the case is horrible because, again, it's an ugly death. It's really an ugly death. As bad as George Floyd was, you know, uh, he's not a role model. You know, the blacks, the black community should stop turning him into a role model. And, and they should stop comparing themselves and saying that this could happen to any black man. No, no. This happens when you don't, when you start to overcomplicate things and you don't listen to the cops and make an easy situation go bad. So don't make things more difficult than they actually have to be. You know, just comply. What happened to George Floyd could have happened to any of us if we don't comply. You make things bad like that. You know, you start to push an officer's button, you know, push the officer's buttons, get under their skin, argue with them. You know, try to grab for their gun. I remember there was a there was this former there was this former um, Republican. This is this black guy. He's a former Republican. I forgot his name. I think his name is Michael Steele or something like that. But anyway, he's now a Democrat after Trump got elect, got elected, and he said, as a black man, I had to have this conversation with my son. So he said that when you get pulled over, son, make sure your hands are always on the wheel. When that cop comes by you, don't argue with that cop and don't try to reach for his gun. Duh. Really? I mean, duh. That is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't even have to have that conversation with your son or anyone. 
Your son should always respect people with authority. And your son should not try to grab that cop's gun. That's pretty much common sense. I mean, who is this kid hanging around, right? George Floyd doesn't represent any black person. George Floyd represents one black person. Derek does not represent all cops or all white cops. Derek represents Derek. All right, let's make that clear. You know, Derek does not represent all white people, all Trump supporters. He does not represent the the way this country is going. All right, and and George Floyd does not represent your your black son, your black brother, or anyone else. He made his own decision that day. You don't see outstanding black citizens falling into this trap, none whatsoever. And everyone should always treat a cop or any person, any person, even if they're a butthead, with respect and dignity. All right? I mean, it's really that simple. Don't be an ass. Don't be an ass to an authority figure. I've gotten put over. And you know what? Being a nice guy, sometimes it helps, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes cops let me go because I'm a nice guy. But if I went in there and say, oh, did, you know, this cop, why the hell you pull me over like that? I'm beginning profile because I'm an Asian person. You are just a racist thing. I am videotaping this. I am this. And then I try to grab for his gun and then I get shot. <laughs> Would you be surprised? So what bothers me more than the actual death of George Floyd? And of course, the death of George Floyd, it really does bother me. It really does. But his death... It caused America and the entire world to just get a lot more stupid. I mean, it, it just got the whole world and just corporations to go full on retard. And I hate to use that word in retard and, and, and insult, you know, mentally ill people. But I think, you know, I think people who actually have a mental illness are actually smarter than a lot of these people who are just going nuts out there, you know, pulling down statues. <laughs> it's pulling down a Confederate statue does nothing to cure racism if it exists out there in, in, a, in an epidemic form. Nothing whatsoever. If you're going to cancel these Confederate statues, then just cancel the entire Democrat Party because all of those people... All of those Confederate statues were Democrats. The Democrats started the KKK. The Democrats were for, for, were for slavery. You know? And what else, what else did this whole death of George Floyd bring? Racism against whites. Racism against whites. You know, at one point, you know, white people were considered white trash. Now they're considered white privilege. Which one is it? Which one is it? And now there's this, there's this rise of victimhood mentality. It's so bad where I see LeBron James, um, Will Smith, Oprah, Jay-Z, Beyonce, you know, going on TV and saying, you know, they've been, they're oppressed. They're a victim. You, you know, Oprah out there, she's a billionaire. And she's still playing victim. LeBron James still playing victim. Really? Cam Newton 
still playing victim, still say they're oppressed. Boy, would I want some of that oppression. And then we get even stupider where, you know, the Washington Redskins are no longer known as the Washington Redskins. They're known as the Washington football team. And they can't even figure out what to call themselves now because any name that they that they're going to be coming out with, they have said that there's they've offended almost every single group out there. So if they even call themselves, you know, the Washington programmers, you know, because there's a lot, they want to name themselves after IT programmers, the IT programmers, there's going to be someone out there who says, well, I'm really offended because you really didn't check whether or not that's okay with me. So they're just going to be known as the Washington football team. I don't like that at all. I mean, it, this is stupid. This is dumb. And now the whole Asian hate thing. So again, a white person kills Asian people. Well, autom- automatically, the news says that the white person is a white supremacist and he should be a Trump supporter, which he's not, but they still keep pushing that fact, which is not a fact. And then you have all these, then you have two young black girls who actually murder, murder uh, um, an Asian I think he was either Indian or Pakistani or something like that. They were saying very racist things to him and they caused him to crash. And now they're actually out there, you know, they were saying some very, very racist things to him. And now they, they are actually, um, I guess, on, on the hook for murder. All right. They're in jail and they're going to be charged with murder. But apparently, the, you know, even though they, were, they showed a lot of hate toward this Asian, that didn't fit the stop Asian hate narrative because those girls were black. Are we stupid? Now, that's straight out racism. It doesn't prove that there's actually Asian hate on an epidemic level, but it proves that in that case, there was Asian hate against that Pakistani or Indian guy. Again, America has gone full stupid. Well, not not the whole America, but at least 50%. All right, people, this is where we are at right now in America. That's why I love to just barbecue, all right? That's why I love to just barbecue and forget about this or just like to watch movies. You know, I wish I could just talk about superhero movies and talk about screenwriting and Star Wars and how bad Kathleen Kennedy is ruining Star Wars, but, you know, we got some serious crap on our hand, right? You know, so serious, I guess serious talk it is. All right, people. I am out of here. It is getting late. I got to get to bed and do some work. I got to still finish up some photos here before I get to bed, actually. So I'm going to stop the podcast here. Thank you so much for listening. And if you made it this far, and I wish you the best this weekend. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hey, I hope you like my podcast. If you do, don't forget, you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies.